Hey gang, Wonder Rob here. And Shop's here too. This podcast is part of the Geek So To Speak network. Visit GeekSoToSpeak.com for our full podcast lineup. Welcome to level 17 of the Sandbox Gamers Podcast, where your video game podcast, where three vidgets meet weekly to talk about what we're playing and what's in the news. Thank you so much for joining us. I am your co-host with the most, Wonder Rob, coming at you live, well, semi-live from Southern California, and on the line with me are two of my bestest friends in the metaverse, the always sunny in Arizona, Vactor. Yeah! And the always cloudy with a chance of anger, Jeff W. Well, hola. <laughs> hola, Jeff W. Yeah. If this is your first time listening to us, well, hey, welcome. I just told you what we're about, so I'm not going to repeat it. But I, what I will tell you is you should subscribe. You're listening to us on Apple Podcasts? Hit subscribe. Spotify? Hit subscribe. One of those weird third-party podcatchers that's not Apple Podcasts or Spotify? Hit subscribe subscribe and while you're at it leave us a nice five star review because every little bit helps we are a brand new video game podcast after all we're new to the scene and we're trying to grow so thank you thank you thank you for leaving us a review sharing the podcast telling all your friends and even getting it tattooed on your forehead we appreciate it thank you so much if this is your first time, well, let me tell you, just real quick, we're going to talk all the latest and greatest video game news. There was a lot that happened this week. The Summer Games Fest happened this past week. The Xbox slash Bethesda Video Game Showcase also happened this week. And tons more video game news also happened in between. So we're going to go over all that. Plus, we all played The Quarry this week. One of us beat it. One of us got halfway through it. One of us played 15 minutes of it. Who yeah. did which one? I don't want to spoil it, but we'll tell you. <laughs> all right. Now, before we get into all that, we like to have a little get-to-know-you sesh at the beginning of the podcast so you can fall in love with us. I typically do not read these get-to-know-you questions beforehand because I like to be su surprised. I don't like to pre-plan my answers. So, this week's get-to-know-you is, did Godzilla or Kong win? While playing video games. Great question, <laughs> Bacter. Yeah. I have that. Now, loyal Geek So To Speak listeners, Geek So To Speak being the flagship show on the Geek So To Speak podcast, we'll tell you more about the network at the end of the podcast. But 200 episodes in. It's currently on a hiatus. But it's coming back. Don't worry. We're just on a summer break. Hosted by myself and Shaf, long-running hosts, and Vactor joined most recently. Uh, a little while back, just giving you a, a little backstory. A little while back, on that podcast, we reviewed Godzilla vs. Kong. And before the movie came out, around when the trailers came out, myself and Shaf had a bet. Friendly wager, as we liked to do on occasion on the Geek So To Speak podcast, where we, we had a friendly wager where we said... Who is going to win, Godzilla or Kong? Shafs laid down his bet. He said Godzilla will win. He will walk away victorious in this movie. I said 
No. Neither Godzilla or Kong will win. Nobody's walking away victorious at the end of the movie. One person fallen, one person alive. What's going to happen is is that there's going to be some sort of third bad guy, and they will team up to defeat this bad guy. And we placed our bet. I don't remember what the what the stakes were, but we did place our bet. And anybody who saw the movie knows that I was correct, that they both teamed up. They both walked away. Can we spoil up. it? Ah, oh, the movie's out for a while. It Sorry a if I'm spoiling. One, right? It was a robot. It Godzilla. was a mecha Godzilla, right? if I yeah. recall correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, spoiler for that movie. Sorry if you haven't seen it, guys. But anyway... <laughs> No one individual was defeated. The movie did not end with Godzilla walking away and Kong defeated or Kong walking away and Godzilla defeated. No, they both stood up and they fought a monster. Just like I predicted. Therefore, I am the winner. But Shaw, <laughs> so energetically, so tenaciously contests that Godzilla won and Kong lost. Even though we all saw the same movie. Kong got up, was not defeated. And they both teamed up, just like I predicted. So, to answer your question, did Godzilla or Kong win? I'm saying neither won. <laughs> they both won. And that's my answer. That's the answer to this debate. I am a master debater, and that is the answer. Now, let's go with Jeff W. He's the outsider looking in on this. First of all, yeah. Jeff, did you see this movie? I did see this movie. Okay, when you say outsider, enough. you mean I'm outside of the... The Geek So To yeah. Speak podcast bubble. Oh, okay. I That's what I mean. Like, you're on the Geek So To Speak network, I'm, but you're I'm not on that podcast. Godzilla. You yes, know, I'm, yes, yes. I'm an insider on Godzilla. If, what, you know, a, you. what a lot of listeners, this is an audio podcast. What they can't see is that Jeff is actually dressed like Godzilla <laughs> <laughs> right now. And he has all these Godzilla posters on his wall. What is that? Does that one have a heart? Is that is that <laughs> a picture of you Photoshop kissing Godzilla? <laughs> hey, we're not here to judge. But anyway, <laughs> what what say you, Jeff, on this matter? Mm, you know that movie was kind of bullshit. Um, in That's a lot fair. Of ways. It was not a good so, movie. You know, if I had to pick one though, I just out of spirit uh, and ignoring that movie, maybe that maybe I don't know if Vactor is even talking about this movie specifically. So I'm going to go more. You know, yeah, give us your full Godzilla Kong history, Jeff, because that. Is what we want to know. That's the point yeah. of this question. We and we will talk about you. video games, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, just in case. Yeah, yeah. Got, you, were yeah. wondering. you ever played Rampage, that's Rob? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that's right. <laughs> my experience with Godzilla is Blackzilla from the Dave Chappelle show. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> if I could have him in every movie, I would have him in every movie. Uh, I forgot about just that. Just let him run wild. Uh, yeah, he breaks off the smokestack. He's smoking the smokestack. <laughs> He's peeing on him. Um, Not yeah, Barkley versus Godzilla. I figured that'd be you. <laughs> yeah. That was before Jeff's time. But Jeff, did you ever watch that on YouTube? I don't think so. Oh, no. that was a Nike ad. It was a huge ad at the time. Barkley, he played Godzilla in a game of one on one. Oh, it was a, it was a huge. Thing. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Um, yeah, so no. Uh, yeah, so I don't really have much experience with either of the characters. I would say probably Godzilla more, though. Um, so that's who I'm voting for in the, in the grand scheme. I'm more into the, uh, you know, the Japanese aspect of this, whereas Kong, you know, is boring to me. And, you know, but that Jack Black movie was not great either. So that fair. counts to me, too. Oh, Gulliver's Even though I Travels. love Jack Black. 
But that's not the question. Do you believe in the movie Godzilla versus Kong that Godzilla won or King mm. Kong won or there was no winner and they both walked away? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm so if I think if I'm giving a truthful if I had I want, to do a I want your answer. breakdown, yeah. It's going to be there is no winner because they both walked away. But I'm going to give it to Godzilla. Okay. Because he would have won. No he would have won. Had there not been this stupid robot, yeah. you know, dinosaur. I guess would have is the key. Yes. <laughs> that still <There> wasn't. <laughs> that still implies that there was no winner, which is what I bet. In the sequel, <laughs> in the sequel, he will. He will win. He will take <laughs> no, the there's gonna be a sequel. Oh yeah. yeah, they're making a sequel. Everybody knows mm-hmm. this. Uh except for anybody who doesn't. Now Vactor, what say you? Well, in regards to the bet that was placed on Geek, so to speak, I have to side with Wonder Rob because I do not see a clear winner. I felt like they gave each one their time in the sun. Each one of them got a a chance to shine and, and hit the other one. At the end, they both teamed up to fight another monster. And that's what I was also thinking going into the movie because I was like, they can't go one way or the other. They can't lean to either side. So I'm going to go with Wonder Rob on the bet. But if you're listening to this to get my personal history on Godzilla versus Kong, I'll tell you, when I was growing up, I was a huge King Kong fan. I was a huge King Kong fan. I, I watched the 20s version. I watched the 80s version. I watched every version of King Kong that came out. What the listeners and, uh, can't can't see because this is an audio podcast is that Vactor is actually dressed like King Kong. Yeah, right now. And uh, is, are those King Kong posters all over your back wall? <laughs> yeah. Is that a, is that a is that a salad with Thousand Island dressing? Yes, that we're looking yes. at too. In your in your suit. Callback. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a 1933 King Kong. There was 1976 King Kong. And a 2005 King Kong. That's the one with Jack Black. So when I was a kid, they also had this King Kong versus Godzilla movie from the 60s that I had on VHS. And I had the American version. So King Kong wins in the American version. In the Japanese version, Godzilla wins. I watched that movie so many times. I just, as a kid, the, the thought of a huge giant ape was very intriguing to me. And I loved Rampage. Um, I used to play that game in the arcade all the time. And I would pick the big monkey. I didn't like the lizard. I liked the monkey. So <laughs> King Kong, even though he's a gorilla, King Kong has always had a soft spot in my heart. So if I, if I was if there was actually going to be a true winner and not the cop-out ending that they gave us in that movie, I'm going to give it to Kong. Okay. Oh you know, God. and actually, I was going to say, too, for me, you're talking about, like, the older movies. Um, I Also, these movies never really interested me, but the, also the problem was, as a kid, for me, it was Godzilla was the uh, the Matthew Broderick oh, yeah. Godzilla, oh, the yeah. uh, T-Rex Godzilla. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 
that movie's a pile of shit. But I hated you know, that movie. Yeah. So that's also, you know, my history is these are not great movies. You know, they've only recently kind of yeah. brought Which is, them back, you know. Yeah, and it's not a hundred percent fair because there are thirty six Godzilla movies. So you yeah. can't necessarily base it on the Matthew Broderick one because that was trash. Mm. And most Godzilla fans do not even recognize that as a movie. I remember the Japanese, they made their own Godzilla movie where they killed the Matthew Broderick Godzilla in the movie. They hated it that much. They made a whole movie. Oh, really? Yeah. So <laughs> Godzilla, which there's a whole, like, there's documentaries. There's, there's like, a bunch of movies about Godzilla that are interesting, if, if anybody's out there is looking for them. But I 100% like that it represents Japan and it represents the, there's supposed to be like an allegory for nuclear war when they drop the atomic bomb right. on Japan. That's what Godzilla is. So if you're interested, ladies and gentlemen, very much, I would highly recommend going back and checking out a lot of those Godzilla movies. And they also had the King of Fighters game um, on, I want to say it was like Neo Geo, but I played it in the arcade and that game was amazing. I loved that game. It was like King of Monsters or something. But that game was fantastic. All right. Well, I think it's settled. We have three votes for King Kong. Uh, as No, wait, excuse me. Two votes for King Kong as the best and one Godzilla mm-hmm. as the best. But we all agree that there was no winner That's true. at the end yes. of Godzilla versus Kong. What say you, listener? Hey, while you're at it, when you're leaving us a five-star review, you don't even have to review the podcast. Just put the five stars and put your answer. Who's better, Godzilla or Kong? And who won in that movie, Godzilla or Kong? It's a real shame. Shaf, my co-host, our co-host, co-founder of the Geek So To Speak podcast and network, is not here to defend his opinion, but I'm sure we will all be hearing it (laughs) off the mic (laughs) in our private Discord. A (laughs) hundred percent. So there's that. Something for us all to look forward to. Okay, moving on. It's time to talk all the video game news because Jeff W. is always DTF down to talk the fun news. So tell me, what's been going on this week, Factor, in video game Uh, news? Oh, yeah. There was a lot of things going down. So we had basically a whole weekend. It was like a Comic-Con for video games. We had back-to-back things announced for the summer game fest netflix's geeked week which had an entire gaming day then we also had the xbox and bethesda showcase event so what i'm going to do is i want to run down some highlights of the stuff that we liked but in our show notes we'll have all of the announcements you want to see everything that's going to be in our show notes Uh, but the first thing that i wanted to talk about was the leaked news that came out first the last of us part one Mm -hmm. is getting a remake on ps5 september 2nd and then pc someday we don't know when that one's coming but eventually we will have them on both pc and ps5 now i actually i think all of us are big fans of the last of us is that correct yes yes and they already did a remaster this is a remake and Jeff and I were comparing. There's, there's all kind of comparisons online because they released the footage. People were stacking them side by side, back to back. And the remaster 
it looks like you can see everything in the background. Um, everything is like updated. The remake, which is the new one that's coming out, they have a very shallow depth of focus. The background is blurry, and mm-hmm. it's like it's mm-hmm. like a movie almost, like it's very cinematic. So Jeff and I were at first we were having a hard time distinguishing. Wait a minute, which one is the better one? Which one is the newer one? And then once I realized, oh, they're going for a different look altogether. Then it was like, oh, okay, there's the remake. That's the one that um, that's coming soon. Rob, did you get a chance to look at the comparisons between those two? Yes, I did, as a matter of fact. Uh, outside of Joel, Joel looks really similar to me. Like I know it's not the same model because they're rebuilding it from the ground up, but the, the old model and the new model look very similar to me. Uh, the Ellie model looks like a different person mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. And yeah. The, the other shots of uh, supporting characters also look different it's almost like when they swapped out the spider-man face in the ps4 spider-man for the ps5 spider-man yeah, face right mm-hmm. where it's it's close right. but it's not exactly the same like it has that feel to me and that doesn't particularly bother me but i do agree uh, exactly with what you said i was going to make the same point that it does have more of a cinematic feel uh, in these newer pictures mainly because i'm sure the technology is better i mean when did this this uh, remake, or excuse me, remaster come out at the beginning of the PS4's life cycle, I think? 2013? 14? That, that sounds about right, because yeah. I introduced that to my wife, yeah, June of 2013, so yeah. almost 10 years ago. But I never played the remaster. I played it on PS3 when it came out, and when I got to play it, it was right around the PS3, the end of the PS3's mm-hmm. life cycle and the beginning right. of the PS4's yeah. life cycle. It was like within that year window. It was, yeah, it was like the last big game for the PS3. And me yes. and Vector were talking about that. So it was like at the tail, tail end. Like it was right before uh, yeah. the new one came out. So right. I didn't have a whole lot of interest in playing it again that soon because I had played it. It was so fresh in my mind that I didn't feel like I needed to go back and redo it, especially right. on a game that's so... And this isn't a negative, but a game that's so linear and yeah. story-driven that me replaying it isn't going to give me a lot more experience than what I just played. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I never did that. But I'm part of me feels the same way about this remake. Where I'm like, well, if, it still feels really fresh in my mind. That's how much of an impression the game made on me. But I know... Since they're remaking it from the ground up, I'm, I would assume that on top of the graphical upgrades and uh, everything else that goes along with that, that they're updating the gameplay to be a little more of a modern standard. Um, and like the Resident that, Evil games. Right. With the Resident Evil remake. Uh, so I know I sort of went way off the rails from what you actually asked, but these are all the thoughts in my head and I didn't want to forget them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm probably going to play it. I don't know if I'll wait for PC or if I'll get it on PS5, but odds are I'll probably dive into this. Yeah, and, and for me, that's really the, the thing, is it's going to be a, a PC game for me, just because then at that point it it can live on whatever I have forever. I'll always be able to play it. Um, I don't have to rebuy it for whatever it, you know, whatever the PS6 or whatever the next console is. Um, so I'm happy to see them doing that. Same with... Um, you know, the Spider-Man. I think we talked about that, right? That was the last time that 
had been announced already. So it's mm-hmm. um, it's nice to see them, you know, putting out more stuff on the PC. But um, yeah, Vector, you know, they did the um, the Digital Foundry video uh, on the comparison between the two. And there's like, yeah, like you said, I think we were confused. A lot of people were confused about the quality of that thing. And um, they, in their breakdown, kind of showed a lot of the subtleties where the quality's improved. And then, you know, you lose details in the background. Like, people were pointing to, like, you know, part of the character models not having, you know, as much detail. But it's because of the, like Vactor said, the the shallow depth of field. So it makes the game, I think, in maybe screenshots look worse than what it does probably once we get the end product. Um, And I'd be interested to see if, you know, if I'm hoping with a PC release they do things like maybe let me turn off the, the depth of field. You know, mm. I'll turn off the depth of field in a game sometimes, or I, I always turn off motion blur uh, in video games because I just don't like the effect of it in a game. Uh, I like it to look cleaner. Um, but I, I will say, you know, I was first seeing that I definitely did get the vibe of... Uh, I don't know if you ever guys ever played those those Grand Theft Auto remasters that came out. Uh, the ones the, most yeah, recently? Yeah, the Vice City San Andreas. Mm-hmm. Um, but a big critique of those games is... And, and they're great. I, I actually beat the games all of them uh recently on the ps5 and they look great and they play great now they're updated and everything they've you know it's kind of rocky at the launch but they look good but i think the comparison there for a lot of people was that when you remaster these games sometimes you lose a little bit of the artistic you know slant that the game had like if you look at the new san andreas remaster it's very clean it doesn't have a lot of like you know there's not a lot of like filtering that they were doing like if you look at the old san andreas it's very uh it's more yellow brown like they're going with that like sunset kind of hue over the whole game and the mm-hmm. new one doesn't have that it just looks super clean uh very digital um so that was kind of what my worry was when me and vector were watching the videos i was like hey look at this and then we were both going back and forth just confused as to what we thought really looked better uh, which made me nervous, or not nervous, but just made me, you know, uh, less excited for the game initially. But uh, right. after seeing their breakdown, I think it does, you know, they do more with foliage. There's just more stuff happening uh, on the screen, you know. So, right. uh, yeah, I will. It's going to be a PC game for me, for sure. It's going to look good on PC. Yeah, I think it will look good on PC. This one I'll probably pick up for my wife because she never got around to playing it, but she heard me talking about it all the time. So this yeah. is going to be a good way to introduce her to it. And I know she's going to like the story, too. Yeah. Now, I wonder, is this going to come out before the HBO show? This one comes out in September. I don't think there's a date for the, um, the show yet. Or if there is, Well, the I show's wrapped. It. The show is wrapped. So I feel like the show might come out maybe at the end of this year. Uh, I don't know if they've confirmed that or not before, but I saw a... Uh, there's a tweet by the guy directing or producing where they had, they haven't even revealed uh, Pedro Pascal's face, I don't think, or maybe they have uh, in some stuff, but in the photo, it's like the back of their, you know, it's like them from behind looking at like a crash plane in the distance, and it said it was mm-hmm. wrapped. So yeah, I, I feel like uh, maybe that show comes filming. first. It says yeah. HBO's chief content officer, Casey Bloys, confirmed the show will not be on our screens until 2023 at the earliest. Yeah. Ooh, okay. So. This will the PS5 will be out before yeah. the show. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in um, the PS5 one and the PC one actually when Jeff gets that 
Definitely report back to us, Jeff. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jeff. I want to oh, say I thought you the, meant you were going to make me buy it, and then you just well, play my copy. That too. That's what I thought that was a reference. Yeah, yeah. That was, uh-huh. there was no uh-huh. misconfusion there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as long as you're giving out your copy. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. there's three of us here. <laughs> hey, actually, the biggest news that I thought for Wonder Rob was the Starfield announcement because Wonder Rob said this is going to be his next Elden Ring. So why don't you tell us about that, Rob? Starfield, the highly anticipated RPG coming from Bethesda, makers of Elden Ring, Fallout, etc. Had a big showing uh, at the Xbox Games slash Bethesda uh, conference. They started off the conference with it and they said, hey, this game's here, but we're saving it to the end, buddies. So you got to sit through this whole thing. (laughs) And so I did that. 90 minutes. I didn't think that presentation was going to be that long. (laughs) But I sat through the whole thing. Um, Before I get into it, I I don't have a lot of good experience with Bethesda RPGs. I've tried a lot of them. Um, Morrowind, Oblivion, and the Elder Scrolls series. I I tried getting into both of those. Um, Fallout 4... I, I tried getting into um, New Vegas. I tried getting into as well. And there's just something about the way they play. I can't really explain it, but those four games in general, very, like the first-person mode, more so in the Marvel, or the um, Elder Scrolls games than the Fallout, but feel very blocky, clunky, especially with, like, the first-person mm-hmm. combat, where it feels mm-hmm. like I'm not making contact with anything. Like, if I'm... Like in the uh, Morrowind and Oblivion, for example, like swinging your sword doesn't feel like I'm actually swinging my sword. It just feels like it's there's a sword going across my screen, and it's not really right. making contact. There's something about the gameplay that didn't really. And yeah, and they don't ever have any like like the, the controls feel um, loose. Maybe I think would be the description I would maybe say like they don't feel like tight, concise movements. Like a lot of the I would say this for Fallout for every one of their games. It feels like a lot of like, hey, I'm running, and then it takes half a second for my character to stop running when I stop, Maybe. you know? Like, there, I, yeah. I do agree with that, yeah. It's just, yeah. So, nothing negative about the stories. I didn't really have anything bad to say about that, but the gameplay just pushed me off. But I keep hopping back into these games that they make because everybody loves them, and I know they have these loyal fan bases, and so I'm... I'm cautiously optimistic about Starfield, but I did like what they showed in the presentation. So, I mean, this is essentially those types of games, but in space. Uh, Immediately watching the live chat as it was going on, everybody was comparing it to No Man's Sky, saying it's a very similar game. Uh, But then I saw somebody from Bethesda, I forget who said it specifically, but that said... uh, this is a RPG set in space. This is not a space exploration game. And so that was a very interesting take for me, but you can explore a thousand planets that Mm. may or may not be procedurally generated. Uh, You interact with lots of different people, although it didn't look like you were interacting with a lot of alien species. It felt like it was very human. Uh, but even then, it still yeah. did that thing that Bethesda does when they were showing your interactions with people in every game where it's just a real tight shot of the person's face 
looking yeah. directly at the camera talking to you. Something about that is always unsettling to me, too. Mm. Um, but you can make your own bases, uh, fly your bases as spaceships. So at least that's what it looked like. I don't know if the bases and the spaceships are two different things. Yeah, it looks like there was some <laughs> kind of like, like dog fighting or whatever in space. And, and they, I don't know if that's uh, for me. Yeah, yeah. And I, it's it's a weird... See, I don't like any games like that. And that's, I know, you know, Vector would, you know, give me a bunch of crap about that Star Wars game. What was that one, Vector? The uh, the flight Knights. game. Oh, Squadrons? Uh, squadrons, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't like that. I don't like any of those, like, combat flying. Like, even Ace Combat back in the day. Um, so yeah, that also, like, to me, was like, I don't like You this. like more arcade flight, um, flight games, not simulation, like... What's it called? The um, the Microsoft one, the flight simulator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. I, no, I mean, I, there's the enjoyment. Game. What's it called? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was it? It's that simulator game that made by Microsoft where you fly. Yes, um, can't remember the name of it. Um, yeah, I I can find fun with that, but I can't find. I don't like like squadrons. Like I just, it's just not my kind of game so that makes you nervous yeah. about well this. and to be clear the reason i give you crap jeff is because you didn't admit you don't like those type of games you just said oh this game is garbage i hate this game you didn't say i don't like this type of game you said i hate this game we and got I think them, it's folks a, it's a we good game that's why <laughs> jeff For what continues. it is yeah yeah it's a good game in that genre if you don't like that <laughs> genre yeah you're not gonna like yeah. that game so then and you, and you know what it was like it was kind of like um when they put like ship battles into Assassin's Creed and I was like, Oh, I don't like this. And then they did a game with like exclusively that. And I was like, I don't like this. You know, I don't want to do this. I want to get back to land. Um, so the, the flying part is also weird. I don't, did you guys look at the Todd Howard interview at all that he did, did uh, with IGN? No. He said a few things and, um, not to just cut Rob off totally, but right. he said no, no seamless flying. So this isn't going to be like No Man's Sky. I think we all played that, right? Mm-hmm. Where you get in your ship and you slowly take off. And there's some loading being done there, like disguised pretty well. But this but is no not what they're going for. taking off from Earth to space yeah. or space onto another planet. Like it's one yeah. seamless thing. Yeah, there's none of that. So I'm wondering how they're they're going to do that. And then, um, yeah, and then like you, like you said, Rob, the gameplay looks so similar to me. Like I... I, too, don't dive deep into those games. There's been a couple that I've been able to get into, like your Skyrim's Oblivion back in the day, you know, um, mainly because I was huge for the Xbox when I was playing it. Um, But, you know, I've never been able to fully get into a Fallout, and it seems very by the board or by the, you know, cookie cutter. This seems very Bethesda, you know, Mm -hmm. like you said. Yeah, but I mean... It still looks good. It looks like a good game. Like the 15-minute the presentation, the character creation, all the customization that goes into it, and the sort of free roam, the idea of being able to go to a thousand planets, even though I'm sure it's not whole planet-sized planets, but, you know, a thousand areas. Right. A thousand little mini open worlds is sort of what I'm expecting it to be. Uh, does sound intriguing, the only part that doesn't really do it for me is the space combat stuff. It's just not – it reminds me a lot, and I know that this is apples and oranges, what I'm about to compare it to, so nobody get mad at me. But it, I always go back to, like, Kingdom Hearts and the gummy ship battles. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this – and what I mean by that is, like, a game, these series – Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 in particular, where I was like, man, this game's so good, and now it's making me do this, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. I want to do – the Kingdom Hearts stuff, or 
let's get step away from Kingdom Hearts. Think about Arkham Knight. I want to be Batman running around, but now I'm forced in this little Batmobile turret tank section that I have to get through before right. I can go on to what I want to do. Like, I just get that feeling where I'm not going to want to do the space battles, the space exploration in the ship part. I'm just going to want to get on the planets, get into the role-playing, work on it. So, like I said, cautiously optimistic. I am looking forward to it. This is a game I'm going to play. It could be the next Elden Ring for me, which I am still playing. I'm 70 hours into Elden Ring right now. <laughs> and I just got to the Lerna of the Lakes, everybody. Yeah. Um, so this could be the next big thing for me, maybe. But well, only time will tell. Is, it's going to be free on Game Pass. Ooh. So I will 100% oh, yeah. be playing that, yeah. it. That is true. So we will, there was yes, a lot of free on Game Pass that. in that yeah in that presentation, in, boys. Yeah, and just real quick, a couple other things about. I just want to talk about Bethesda in general right now, and where they. So in the in the interview, Todd Howard did. There's a few. You can go read the whole thing on IGN Factor. I'll I'll link you to it. Um, but he revealed a couple things, like you know, there. Of course, the problem with Starfield is I feel like this game is is going to find a push from the fan base who are just waiting for another like true Elder Scrolls sequel, not just the online, you know? And uh, so they have to keep bringing it up. So he's talking about this in the interview, you know, when he should be talking about his current game that's not even out yet. He has to talk about the Elder Scrolls, you know, and talk about the six and talk about how it's only in pre-production. So we're like five years out from that. He doesn't say that, but you know, you can probably estimate that we're out from that. And then like, it's funny how that bleeds into the rest of their coverage for a lot of the, the Bethesda stuff. And this has happened for several years, right? Remember they put out that Elder Scrolls, like little teaser, all that, that was nothing in game. That was nothing. That was just them saying, Hey, we hear you guys. We were going to do that. They're just announcing that that's going to be the next one. So in the interview, he confirms that fallout five is going to be the next game after that. Oh yeah. And like, right. We might not see fallout five for 10 years. You know what I mean? Like, why they are doing this, I don't know. Like, they seem to get trapped in there uh, or get trapped into this, like, upcoming what's the next, you know, iteration of their games. Um, so I thought that was kind of – it's kind of a funny thing to be kind of pigeonholed into every time you talk. You know, you have to, you know, talk about games that are years and years away. And probably <laughs> – like, Fallout 5 is probably the better half of a decade away. I would be shocked if that – came out before we'll 2032 yeah yeah you know it's it's uh, like when uh nintendo does their directs and they go we're working on breath of the wild too everybody but we're not showing you anything but we're we yeah. are working on it okay right. moving on yeah jeez <laughs> like, yeah so yeah they're in a weird spot but this is in a weird spot here and i this is probably i felt the most uncertain about something they've done in a while you know i'm, I'm interested to see what what they do but uh, I think my expectations are going to be a little bit low for this one. Watch, this is going to be Jeff's Game of the Year 2023. <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. So, did you guys have any standouts from the announcements? Um, like I said, Starfield was the one that Rob commented on in our Discord. So that was the one that... I was at work, so I wasn't actually watching the, the press conference. This guy works. Yeah. Believe this guy... <laughs> <laughs> Good job. 
He's a fool. Uh, I'll, I'll just mention a couple, and then I'll give it back to Jeff. So Redfall, I think, looked really interesting. Yeah, um, that's the, the vampire Knight. game from mm-hmm. co-op. Co-op, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, who, who's making that again? Um, uh, that is... Arcane, maybe? I think so. I don't have that information in front of me, but I think yeah. you're right. Um, Hollow Knight Silk Song looks interesting, even though this... I haven't played Hollow Knight. Sorry, guys. But Hollow Knight Silk Song, the trailer, uh, it peaked me up a little bit. Also, High on Life, uh, Royland's new game. Yes, uh, yes. I, that yes. looks great. Yeah, those were probably the big ones for me out of the whole presentation. Oh, I will Diablo say Hollow Four. Knight. Okay. Mm. Yes. I was going to say, I will say Hollow Knight is a very good 2D um, side-scroller. Yeah. And, I mean, also, I was I was talking about it a little bit before we started. You know, I, I don't even know if you guys had seen, like, the expectation of, you know, that was expected to be a Nintendo announcement. You know, Nintendo had been highly involved with Hollow Knight stuff, and, you know, it seemed mm-hmm. like, you know, it is like kind of like a perfect game for their platform, right? You know, the smaller... Yeah. Uh, game that you know you could take around, like take on a plane mm-hmm. with you kind of thing. Yeah, um, very much like Shovel Knight. Although Shovel yeah. Knight's a little bit more like 16-bit graphics. But yeah. yeah, so the whole hype around everything was you know uh, every like every like Nintendo. Uh, they're not called tree houses anymore, right? What do they call them? The little press conferences. I can't think of the name anymore. Directs. Uh, Directs. Direct. Yes. Yes. Uh, Every hype, it's it's they're like, oh, you know, when are we getting Hollow Knight? When are we getting Hollow Knight? So there was also like kind of a a surprise to see that pop up here rather than uh, a Nintendo Direct, which I think was uh, interesting. I think maybe you know Phil Spencer uh, had the the Microsoft checkbook and uh, secured that for him <laughs> himself. Um, which, so I, I thought that was interesting. Um, and then you know, for for me. Um, just to name a couple things, I thought the the Kojima announcement that had not leaked, nothing had happened there, or you know we had not seen any kind of reveal on that. Uh, so that was actually surprising to me. That, you know, considering like the Death Stranding two stuff had come out, mm-hmm. you know the uh, what's the actor's name Norman Reedus, right? Reed mm-hmm. revealed we that they him. were <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he revealed that they were starting that, and then that horror game leaked, which it seems like that's what this might be. Uh, for Xbox, I, I don't know if I had to make a guess. Uh, might be what he's what he's doing with Xbox. Um, that was a uh, was super interesting to me. Uh, yeah, the high on life uh, Persona, the Persona games coming to to Game Pass. I think that's coming to Game Pass. Um, I don't know if you guys ever played those, but that's like major gets for for them as well. I was yeah, because that I was, was anime PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you and say I, I think so. that's what I was. You know, for me, what was impressive was was what they have, like they have. I mean, we've seen this. They have clearly gone all in on Game Pass, and they are securing, you know, pretty crazy things for this. And to like, you know, get Riot Games, all of Riot Games, to just come right to. You know what I mean? Like that's a yep. that's a huge get for them. I mean, yeah. I think it 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 went. A lot of, and that's a lot of the things I think in these announcements is a lot, some of it was like, hey, we already knew, like these aren't new games necessarily in, in most cases or games that we don't know about. We kind of knew about most of these games. Um, but I think just the, the business implications uh, from some of the stuff, yeah, to get Persona, to get, you know, those, uh, the Riot games uh, was huge to me. Um, they have that, uh, you know, there was a, what was the other trailer, Vector? I don't know if you 
remember it's from the people that made inside and um what was that game before inside uh they made the spider yeah <laughs> uh uh they they had a new game that they were showing off uh so i'm excited for that and then uh yeah the diablo 4 stuff was interesting uh yeah. how I, I thought that was funny like you know now the the handshake deal has went down basically where <laughs> you know hey you're going to be you know every like they're like hey all this is in on an xbox you know uh there's no more just hey this is whatever it is you know they are clearly uh getting ready to align with microsoft um so i thought i thought that yeah. stuff was interesting um, did you sign up for the beta uh, i did i've signed up for me too jeff uh, yeah. The, yeah i'm <laughs> i'm i'm excited for that you know overwatch i signed up for that too uh so yeah there was there was some cool stuff here i thought you know if i'm if i if i had to say i think maybe i was a little disappointed in terms of just like unannounced like there was no they just didn't have like a big sequel announcement in here they didn't have fable jeff yeah yeah or banjo waiting for fable (laughs) nobody cares about banjo jeff we're all talking about fable over here (laughs) like i think me and rob are watching the chats on the on the stream on youtube yeah. from for the xbox and like there's like a bloody vampire on the ground like to reveal this like diablo trailer in like the every single game announcement the ch- the chat is lighting up uh banjo you know every single time just banjo's <laughs> every time they'd be the like chat. l l yeah l. l they don't even know what it is like the title yeah. hasn't even come on <laughs> yeah <laughs> just going nuts um so so yeah i think you know for me i think if i had to to say potentially what i'm most excited about is whatever that kojima thing is uh because they're also like you know they're like oh this is gonna use the cloud in no way any game has before so i'm i'm interested to see what he's trying to pull uh with that and i have you know confidence in that it'll at least be somewhat interesting you know to see what they try to do um but uh yeah i think that was kind of mine back there i don't know what else stuck out for you there's a couple little ones that I liked. Um, mm-hmm. The last case of Benedict Fox looks like a cool, kind of like a puzzle demon slayer type yeah. of um, vibe. And then Annapurna's next game is Cocoon, and it's like you're mm-hmm. carrying oh. around this ball yes. on the on your back. That looked cool. So I like those little titles like that that look like they would be Xbox Live Arcade games back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, those two things. And then what was that horror game? Um, the big horror from the guys that did um oh Cal- Callisto Protocol. Oh yeah, um, that, that one looks one, interesting. Oh, yeah, that, that looked like uh Dead Space. Dead Space, but Yes, yeah, and it's from the not. co-creator of Dead Space. Mm-hmm. And I like I think I've said it before on this podcast. I've beaten every I've seen credits on every Dead Space game. So, I'm yeah. looking forward to anything in that like genre and that vibe. So, actually I thought it was another Dead Space game. Like the way he's got like the life thing on the back of his head mm-hmm. and then just the the space zombie game it looked like another dead space game but i definitely will be playing callisto protocol yeah and then just to get into some negatives here real quick uh, here we go <laughs> angry jeffy's coming out all right i just i link this in fact did you watch did you watch the rest conference or you just seen all the trailers uh, just the trailers okay so you didn't maybe rob was i don't know how rob felt about this so me and him both watched the press conferences from you know top to bottom there is a game pentiment Mm-hmm. From uh, who's it from? Obsidian. Obsidian. Who I've liked Obsidian games. They they did the first South Park game, 
right? The, and they uh, did the second Knights of the Old Republic game. Yeah, so they they have a good history, and they did that Fallout New Vegas. They have a good history of good games, and I looked at Pentiment. We we have all these crazy games, and I look at this thing, and I was like, "What the fuck is this? Like this thing." <laughs> yeah. Looks like a 2D drawing and looks stupid. But I mean, I don't want to say it's going to be trash, but I did not like that. I, I was like, that trailer could not have been over quick enough for me. I have no desire to play that game based off the trailer. But did you like it, Rob? It didn't. Man, there's a game it reminds <laughs> me of Disco Elysium. Uh huh. It just mm-hmm. has that that feel to it. Yeah, it certainly wasn't anything I was expecting to see. I mean, I'll put I'll just put that out right there. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. Sometimes these games that just seem so like, why would they make this? Yeah. Sometimes those are the ones that surprise you. So I'm I'm not anti this game, but I'm certainly like, what what is this? Yeah, like, what, <laughs> what is this game? Yeah, <laughs> it'll be. Day one on Game Pass, so I'll download it and I'll play it for 15 minutes. Yeah. But you won't even... You can't read for 15 minutes. (laughs) We'll get a feel for it. You got to pay for at least 16. Okay. I was going to say 20, but all right, 16. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, there was another weird... Remember, it was the game that almost looked like like Alien. It had the alien, like, you know, he's pulling out the tentacle. Oh, yeah. You're thinking of uh, Minecraft Legends. Yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's the hey, what's the Prometheus? That's what I'm thinking of. It looks mm-hmm. kind of it looks like kind of like that. And then like you get to the end and you're like, ooh, is this like a, an alien game reveal? And then it was just something else. Uh, and so I was like, okay, well this just looks weird. Uh, and then also just there's so much time. I'll be honest, like wasted to me uh, with Microsoft Flight. Like they were definitely padding that 90 minutes with Forza. You know, there was like. To have two different forces, yeah, it, with with and like not back to back, like they didn't do it all at once, but they were like, you know, here's forts of seven or whatever they had on there, and then, uh, you know, a few minutes later, after some more reveals, they're like they come back to Forza and it's like a Hot Wheels track, it's Hot Wheels Forza, and, and you're like, okay, I can appreciate this, but this is not worthy of <laughs> of your you major could have press said this conference, like twenty minutes ago. Yeah, <laughs> when you were or talking just, about Forza, just tweet this out. You know, let's be honest. Just tweet this out. Or just go your, with that. Do your Start thing. with that one. Yeah, uh, and, and yeah. So that to me, I was like, a lot of a lot of padding in there. Uh, if I if I must say, and um, yeah, and there was also a, another Fallout seventy six like DLC announcement. Uh, I'm surprised. I'd be shocked if anybody play is playing that game. I have never heard of anybody, even like the biggest fans I know of Fallout, playing any kind of Fallout game, uh, especially not a current Fallout seventy six one. Um, so there were some disappointments in there. Just generally like boring announcements to me. Uh, that was uh, I was fighting hard to to stay awake uh, while they were being talked about. But the good news, Jeff, is most of it's free. On Game Pass, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that isn't, uh, yeah. I'll say overall positive because their Game Pass is killing it. Yes. All right, so that was kind of like I said, the the big stuff that we wanted to talk about. But if you want to see all of the announcements, you can go to our show notes and we'll have everything listed there. Um, got a couple lightning round uh, things here, little some stories that we're not going to go into depth on, but I wanted to let you guys know that they're out there. 
Stadia put out a Resident Evil Village demo, so you can play that in the cloud right now and see how you like that. The Xbox Game Streaming TV app mm-hmm. is out, so another cloud gaming thing. And then some more cloud gaming news. I know you guys have not had enough, but Xbox Cloud Gaming is going to support a larger portion of your library later this year. Because if you go on right now, it's kind of like hit and miss. Oh, is this on cloud? Can I play this on cloud? The the one I was playing the other day was The Gunk. Um, but it's just not every game that you can play on there. I sent w- Rob, uh, when he was talking about uh, Hollow Knight, I sent him a link to, you can play that in the cloud right now if you're interested, if you if you have Game Pass. But later this year, they're going to be having a larger portion of your library available, so that's cool. And then we're going to have some early game demos coming to Game Pass, finally. I thought Game Pass couldn't get any better, but Xbox Project Moorcroft is going to be bringing some early game demos. So, yes, please, Mommy likes, right, Rob? <laughs> Mommy does likes. <laughs> That's a and solid then, fact. Finally, the new PlayStation Plus stuff came out, boys. The extra and the premium tiers mm-hmm. are now live in America, in the U.S. And Jeff and I are taking a wait-and-see approach. Rob, what are you doing on these new PlayStation tiers? Um this is not an exaggeration. I cannot remember the last time I turned on my PlayStation 5. Oh, dang. Mm, yeah. Lately. Uh, I've been ma- mainly going on the Xbox and PC, but there's not really a lot. There, It's just I don't really have interest in any of the offerings. Now, maybe, just maybe, when um, uh, Stray comes out, and that's free with the, the subscription service, depending on how much Stray costs... To buy on its own, I might just go that route and subscribe then. But as of right now, I am also on the wait and see approach, but more more so on the indifferent. I don't really care, and I haven't thought about it approach. Yeah, and I, and I, I kind of was talking to Vactor. Maybe we'll one of us will buy a month and we'll see what we can capture and just see what that service looks like now with this upgraded tier. Hey, if you want to uh, do just see a podcast wide experiment. Yeah, I'm more than willing to participate because you guys it know. It might be fun. I like, love just experimenting what the hell are they with offering? dudes. You dudes. <laughs> 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 All right. So that was it for the news this week. Excellent work. Good grab bag of news this week, Factor. We appreciate it. And now we're going to get on to the game we all played this week. This week's, or excuse me, this past week's big new release was The Quarry. Everybody, by Supermassive Games, you may have known them from, uh, what was it? What did they make? It was Alan, no, Until Dawn. Until Dawn. Until Dawn and Until (laughs) Dawn Dose. I almost said Alan Wake, and I know that's wrong, (laughs) so I stopped. Uh, What what game they make? Uh, Jack and Dexter. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's right. Mario Brothers. No, they did Until Dawn. Um, Games I have not played. Yeah, the Dark Pictures anthology, um, which... If you like the quarry, which we're going to talk about in a minute, definitely try out Until Dawn and, and the Dark Pictures Anthology because it's they are almost the same game. I'll keep that in mind because I'm going to let you guys know I did like the quarry. I have beaten the quarry. So spoiler alert from the top of the episode, the person who beat the game was me. 
took me about eight hours, give mm-hmm. or take. Uh, now, one of my two co-hosts has played 15 minutes or so, and one has played a couple hours. Now, I'll let you guys spoil who is whom. Whom is whom? Who is whom? Cool. <laughs> Go ahead, Vector. I'll Whatever. let you reveal. <laughs> I'm on chapter three, so that's a couple hours in. So Jeff only so played Jeff. 15 no, minutes. He's trying to lie. He caught up this today is what he did. I mean, that's not a lie, Jeff. <laughs> that is okay. true. All right, so... Uh, Maybe, possibly, potential minor spoilers for this game because this is a very story-driven video game. Yeah, I'm, I have beaten the game. I'm going to try not to spoil a whole lot because I do. Having gone from top to bottom, and and myself not really knowing much about the story, I do think it was a good way to experience the game. Mm-hmm. So I don't really want to wreck it for anybody, but we may we may talk some early game stuff. The first three hours or the first three chapters. Yeah. And then maybe we'll do like a sealed section or something after, at the end of this conversation. Uh, if Jeff wa- happens to want to know anything in particular. Yeah. Yeah, for um, sure. But this game is a choose-your-own-adventure style game. It's basically a movie with several opportunities in the game to give you small seemingly non-important choices to very big path-choosing choices that are very obvious what may or may not happen if you make a particular choice. Uh, But those big, big choices present themselves more so towards the end of the game rather than the beginning of the game. Um, Mm -hmm. You do get free roam on occasion. We'll talk about what the the story actually is in just a minute. But you do get uh, free roam on occasion where you get to discover clues on whichever setting you're in in particular, uh, discovering tarot cards and using the tarot cards that you discover to may or maybe or maybe not, depending on how you feel, get hints on what could possibly happen further along in the game, depending on how many tarot cards you collect or don't collect in the game. And finding your clues, you get enough on the surface of finding your clues about the overall backstory, but you can also delve deeper into that if you so choose the premise is is that there is a camp the last night of camp all the kids have gone home and you take control of one of several camp counselors who find themselves stuck at this camp for one last night they can't leave due to you know their car not working and this is a big problem to the person who runs the camp, they should not be here. And he runs off to get help, leaving these kids to fend for themselves on the scariest night of the year. So overall, Jeff, because I think you've played a little more than Vactor. Actually, no, I'm going to switch it up because Vactor's played the least amount. Vactor, I want to know what you think of this game so far. And tell, tell us your experiences. Yeah, so far, this game, like I said, very similar to Until Dawn and then the Dark Pictures Anthology, which is, the first one is Man of Maiden, second one, or Madan, second one is Little Hope, third one is House of Ashes, and then later this year, they're coming out with The Devil in Me, and all of these games have high-profile actors in them, like Until Dawn has Rami Malek and Hayden Panettiere, um, the, the Man of Madan has Sean Ashmore in it, and 
they, the list goes on. Like they have these big high profile actors doing the motion capture and the voices for mm-hmm. all of these games. And this, I'm going to tell you guys, too. they're likenesses. Yeah, they look like yeah. them. Mm-hmm. These are, I would say, my wife has a couple wheelhouses in gaming. One of them is Animal Crossing, which she's put 700 hours into Animal Crossing. Oh, jeez. The other one, <laughs> Good for her. The, one, yeah. the other one is... The best island I've ever seen, I will say. Yeah, yeah. she put a lot of well, time... you've never been that. to my island, Jeff, but hers is probably good, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other one is the Telltale Games. She loves the Telltale Games, especially The Walking Dead. And then the third one, I would say, is this type of narrative horror games she loves. So I was showing her just a little piece of the quarry earlier and she's like i'm gonna play that so she didn't want to be spoiled and uh when i was on it but i am not uh this is not in my wheelhouse i would say that these type of games i like you know the narrative and watching the stories of them but playing them and there was the same thing with the telltale games like i like the stories and Mm -hmm. so i would rather watch the story on youtube rather than play the actual game because the gameplay itself is not fun to me. Um, so this one, I had the same experience. And like I said, I've played all the, the other ones before, so I, I already knew what I was getting into. But I will say this one is definitely the most advanced, the best graphics, like the most lifelike character models, I think. So they, they're they coming a long way from Until Dawn. And I actually think the gameplay has improved as well. Um, but it's just not necessarily my favorite type of game so i'm enjoying the story so far but i did at the beginning i was kind of like man when is when is the horror going to happen because it's it's a lot of teen drama at the beginning Mm -hmm. and but outside of the you know the sam ray or the sam raimi the ted raimi the uh the prologue yeah you guys are big raimi fans i think you guys have said raimi's name yeah and no spoiler, but you haven't been in it a lot for me yet, and well, you guys keep talking about this guy. You need to watch big Raimi guys. You need I'll to watch you. the Tobey Maguire Spider Man's again. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ted Raimi's an actor from my childhood, or not my childhood, my late teens. When Xena Warrior Princess was on, he played a character on that show, and I was like, this guy's great. And that was around the same time when I was also discovering like Evil Dead and Dark Man, things like that, where I was learning about Sam Raimi and eventually I put two and two together and figured mm-hmm. out that they were brothers. And then, you know, uh, I've been following Ted Raimi's career and I, I like him in everything I've seen him in every part I've seen him play. I like, there's just something about that guy. So I was very excited about this game. That's actually what drew me to this game to start was that he plays a, a major character and I won't spoil it for you, but he, there's a lot more Ted Raimi in the second half of the game than there is. Okay. in the first. Half. Yeah. Okay. And Dewey was the one who drew me to it. Uh, Jeff and I saw the latest screen Dewey. movie in the theater. Um, but he was, David Arquette was the reason I was interested in the quarry at first. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, it was like, oh, who are the actors going to be in this one? Once I heard it was announced. And also the guy from, I don't know his name, but um, there's a guy from Picard in the game, which I, I do a oh, Star Trek um, podcast. What's his name? It's uh, uh, Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Could you imagine? Um, oh, but man. Evan, Ev- do you Eva want Gora? to go down to the lake and maybe <laughs> yeah. kiss the guy yeah. that has the New Zealand accent? That guy is in Picard, and he's that's his real accent. That's, pop, I pop, guess he's from New pop, Zealand. Pop peanut butter, pop. You know, <laughs> get him to say um, that. 
But <laughs> I was interested in um, these actors who are going to be in the movie or in the, the game. And then I like that they have a movie mode. Now, we all thought the co-op was going to be available day one. When we, were, when we, yes. we said, okay, There's we're going to buy this. Go ahead and tell them the story. Tell them the story. Well, we all bought it. We all got online. We're all going to play it. And then it, there was no option for co-op because I was playing it first. Then Jeff got on. Then Rob got on. And I was like, guys, there's no one. I mean, there's no co-op option. It's just single player. It's either movie mode or couch co-op. So I was like, there's no online. And then Rob looked it up and there was an announcement, which I don't know why this announcement isn't the first thing you see when you start the yeah. game up. But it was like, hey, guys, just so you know, co-op, online co-op is coming next month. So we're like, oh, man. So we got a little wait until we can all do the online co-op. But this is also, I think, would be a great party game. Um, and I've been to, like, friends' houses before where we would all sit around the couch and we would all like, oh, go this way, press A, press B on these type of narrative games. So it's, it's cool that this one actually gives you that one. We were making our own stuff up. This one actually gives you specific online co-op where you're going to be prompted as the other players to play. So I like that. And I like the, um, the possibilities of that. The movie mode on here is exactly what I was telling you guys. I like watching the movies or watching the stories on YouTube. This movie mode gives you that in the game. So it's like, is that how you are playing? That's how I played was the movie mode. Mm -hmm. And I like that they give you that option. And it's kind of like the streamer mode for, for the music where it's like they're thinking about, you know, oh, what are the other ways people are playing these games? They're streaming them and the games or the music is getting copyright strikes on YouTube and Twitch. So let's give them a mode that takes the mu copyrighted music out and puts mm -hmm. in streamer friendly stuff i like it when they give you all those options and give you different ways to play and the movie mode is about six hours total they cut out all the walking all the decision making yeah and it's just oh. the story the actual uh the one that rob and jeff are playing that one is it's either 10 or 12 hours if you're uh playing on normal so mm -hmm. i like that it kind of cuts it down a little bit and then it makes it more like a movie um, because I, as I said, I don't like the the decision making gameplay on here. I like mm -hmm. the um, just the story, the narrative. Sure, yeah. And I guess to I kind of I echo a lot of your sentiment for the game. Although I will say, while these are not, you know, I, I, I these are in that like telltale wheelhouse mm -hmm. where like I can enjoy them some. I would put these as like the this until dawn the, the what this studio is doing i'd put these at the top of the list and like this game's getting good reviews and i think it it's deserved um for me it's not like you know i don't i'm not looking at this as like this isn't like elden ring to me mm -hmm. obviously for right. a ton of reasons but right. you know i still think this is like for what that kind of game offers i would be like hey play this you know if you yeah. if you're into this like you know, for candy and them, or you know, yeah. wife and everybody. Like I, I, people that do that, I would be like, hey, you know, this is you know some of the best kind of these games yes. you can play. Right. Um. And I, and I'm liking it in general. You know, I think, like you said, Vector, I'm not. The, the, really, I've never been a fan of of quick time events in any game. Of just you know, you know, we've all been through that here. Right. You play a mm -hmm. game, you get you do a ton of like work to get to like the final boss, and then you. <laughs> 
you get into the, the boss fight and you're like, oh, now I have to mash square, you know, right. 15 times to, to get, and you're like, this kind of is, you know, uh, just kind of pops your balloon a little bit, you know, it's a, it's just not, you know, that great of, of a way to play a video game for me. Um, but everything else I would say has been pretty good. You know, I, I, I've been enjoying my time with it. Um, all the actors, I, I will say, uh, if I had to, no spoilers, uh, there was a guy, and actually I've, I looked this up uh, while you guys were talking too, because I wanted to know who this guy was. I've been, every, you know, the faces are great. I think they look a little video gaming and a little weird here and there. Like they don't. Yeah. One of the girls, I mean? this isn't, like her mouth, like her mouth was is too is, big. Is, yeah, yeah. The, and the teeth look yeah, a little yeah, weird yeah. here and there, which it's. Yeah, the mouth got me sometimes on that. Like the eyes, I don't think are too bad where it's that uncanny valley. But some of the mouth movements and like the Ariel Winter, um, the girl from Modern Family. Yeah, I didn't know it was her. And then, and then I heard her voice. So I knew then I knew it was her. Uh -huh. But I was like, oh, her underbite, like her her jawline was was what put her, uh stood out to me so yeah a lot of the teeth and the right. mouth stuff is kind of weird and and the but the actor um he's playing ryan uh he's the uh, he looks mixed is is the only way i could say uh racially or whatever right um his voice i don't and i don't know if it's because of decisions i'm making and maybe he's dumb to me but like <laughs> his voice acting here i am just like every time he's talking i'm like I'm like, who are you? <laughs> like, you are giving this like flat delivery. For Do you me. have an it's, accent? Do you not have yeah, an accent? Right? Are you just like, you know, doing the most just like not a mumbling performance, but just you know, it's just like odd yeah, to me. Yeah, kind of like uh, monotone. Like he's just yeah flat. Yeah, he had almost like just soulless in, in a way, um, he, which no, is funny to me. Justice Smith, is that who you're talking about? Yes. That yeah, guy. he was in okay. Jurassic Pikachu. World, Fallen Kingdom, and he was in. Uh, the Detective Pikachu movie, the real movie. Pikachu. Gotcha. <laughs> I thought you were talking Come about on, somebody guys. else. I yeah. But to his performance in particular, he struck me as a very, um, think like Zendaya in the the Spider Man movies where she's like, mm. yeah, well, are we gonna? Yeah, are you my boyfriend? I don't know. <laughs> like very like yeah. Uh, yeah. like noncommittal teenage mm -hmm. like get a fucking job, man. Like right, yeah. that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that sort of vibe is how the character was, or how he was playing mm -hmm. the character. Like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe his, the phone doesn't work. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. He's just a cool guy. You never heard of a trail cam? Okay. Yeah. 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 I guess you never heard of that. Yeah. But yeah, maybe it's very much. His drawers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a trap door. I bet, that's a, I bet that's a basement. Let's get out of here. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're just like. Yeah. Go down right. there, fucker. You know, like, get You're down right. there. What are you doing? Um, so that that was just that. Every time he talks, I don't, you know, I don't. Maybe other people are having a different experience with that. But every time he talks on, when I'm playing, I'm like, man, your voice is just goofy in here. And, like, I know you're not this weird. But, um, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think. The way he chose to play that character was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. agree. Yeah. And, and you know. Um, but other than that, other nothing else is bothering me about this thing so far. I think it's, I think it's a great factor. They do have a, um, there is a gore or like super gore mode I, I saw somewhere. Cause that was something I thought too, where I feel like the beginning of this, 
is dragging a little bit for for me. Um, it has picked up. Um, we can get into spoilers here. Uh, yeah, right uh, where I'm at right now is the beginning of yes. chapter four, and it seems yeah. like the horror stuff is now going to start. Okay, because so you've kind of mm-hmm. I think I think when we talked earlier, I was a little bit ahead of you mm-hmm. just from where we were at, but yeah. but yeah, the. Uh, the beginning of it, I'm like, so far there, there's been a couple times, especially there, you know, there. This is all early story stuff. There, there's like they do like a bonfire, and then like David Arquette's character really wants to get out of this place yeah. so much so that like one car goes down and he's like, well, fuck them, uh, I'm out of here. You guys yeah. have fun. He could have very easily <laughs> gotten everybody into that car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was in a giving Bronco. everybody a ride. Yeah. Okay, I'll get you three first. <laughs> I'm gonna get you to the nearest hotel. Yeah, the, you next three. Doing <laughs> you stay yeah. here for twenty minutes. Yeah, none of that. It, so, and so, you know, I guess I want to get into that into to our little spoiler section. Once we get there, we can laugh at some of this stuff. But um, yeah, this thing is good. I would say if this genre is appealing to you, if you are into the Telltale games, I feel like I feel like Until Dawn, and I feel like this. Until Dawn, for me, a lot of it was, like, kind of the the memification of that game. Like, mm-hmm. I saw a lot of clips about that game before right. I really ever looked into what it was, you know. Right. And that game, and that feels, like, in the same vein. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't say this isn't, like, a Game of the Year candidate for me, but this is, like, a solid game for this for this category, you know. Yeah. There you go. All right, so we're going to uh, take a, a brief moment, everybody, to talk about some spoilery things of this game. Yes. So, I don't know, jump ahead 10 minutes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. depending on how long it takes. And if, if we're laughing, fast forward another five, you know, about... <laughs> or just listen. You know what? Yeah. We respect yeah. that. All right, so I, I, I have to talk about the David Arquette, because I don't really know what's happened. I've been avoiding looking anything up, uh, so I ha- I don't know... What's what's going on? So, Vactor, uh, I guess you're at the part where, like, the hillbilly guys have shown up again, yes. right? Like, mm-hmm. where the chaos is happening. Right. Now, did you get to the part where you see Ethan Suplee's character uh, for the first time, like, after the introduction of them? No. The, the part that I'm at is when, right when the campfire ends, when everybody's yeah. like, all right, I guess you should go after that girl that ran off. All right, you should go after yeah. that guy that ran off. Yeah. You kissed him, and he liked it. Uh, right. You mean a hot girl kissed you, and you liked it? Kiss my effing girlfriend. Oh, right. what's up with that? What's up with that, bro? <laughs> uh, turns his hat. Like, his hat down my throat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I'm at the point where Ethan Suplee was taking. Um, Who's the guy that got bit? Was it Nicholas it was, or Nick? It was the the kid who has the accent, like the weird yeah, kid. the Aussie, Nick, I the think Aussie kid. Yeah. yeah. So he like is getting dragged. Ryan is like stumbling because I think I just have made him dumb. I don't know if that's how it played out for Rob, but the just because I hate his voice, and so he like is being dragged by Ethan Suplee's character out. Vactor, you'll get to this probably in ten minutes of you playing it for me, but um, or when you start again. Uh, but then he like bites his finger and then he like drops him and he kind of like, you know, goes away. And then he, but then like, there's this moment where Ethan Suplee's character pulls out a gun and shoots his finger off or kind of like, it's what looks like it happens there. So 
from what I'm infer, you know, from what I can guess, and obviously I've seen there's some type. He of shoots monster. the kid's finger off. No, he shoots his own finger off. Oh, kind of like. Here's the vibe I got from it. It'd be kind of like if you're in a zombie apocalypse, you get bit on your finger, and you're just like, "Well, I'm gonna cut it off so this can't spread." You know, so there seems to be some like, you know, don't get bit by something by by the monster, and people are getting, you know, there's something happening with that. I don't really know what this is if it's like alien or just I, I don't know yet, but uh, that's the part I'm at. But yeah, the the funniest thing to me was David Arquette's character. I mean, just. Like you said, Rob, you have room in the back of that fucking truck. You could; those kids could all fit in the back of that. And you you're just at, like, at the fuck very them. least, if it's a two seater, you got two kids in the back, one kid yeah. up front. You could have made some some trips and say, "All right, we're just going to do it a couple at a time. You guys stay here." They had plenty of time. Yeah, <laughs> and, and yeah, and like how? So like he freaks out. And then he's telling them not, you know, he's like, you, you could tell something's weird about him. He knows something more than what these kids know, obviously. Uh, and he's like freaking out, trying to like claim he's protecting them. And then there's like three hours of daylight still. Like he just takes off, leaves them, you know, and then just, I'm just like, I don't know whether his character is good or bad. It seems like they're playing him like maybe like to be the the character that cares about them. But then, like, he just abandons them. Like, he doesn't give a shit. Right. It's <laughs> a very good point, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I thought that was funny. Um, in fact, I don't know if there was anything else spoilery you had uh, to talk about. Some of it's, you know, I, I don't know. The teen, you know, drama in the movie is a little, uh, a little left to be desired CW. for me there. Like the, yeah. watching a CW show. Yeah, yeah. And like 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 these guys found like fireworks <laughs> or whatever. Like, like, Let's whatever. do fireworks. And then they, yeah. they never mentioned the fireworks again, Jeff. Just so you know. Yeah. Yeah, they just like they just haven't found it. <laughs> they use it, them the like, one time and that's it. But they make yeah. a big deal, like, should he take the fireworks? Should yeah. he not take the fireworks? <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. at least for me and the choices that I made, the, the fireworks never came into play. Yeah. At all. So yeah, so there's just like you know, there's there's some like goofy choices, and yeah, and you're saying so. Do you see? Uh, is it Ted Raimi? Oh, yeah, yeah, Ted mm-hmm. Raimi. Ted he, Raimi. He, yeah, and he was playing the sheriff character, uh, who like just kind of shows up and then like subdues the girl with the like syringe, the creep syringe. Move oh yeah, at the beginning of the game. Yeah, yeah, and like after that, I don't think I've seen him again yet. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't think I have. You haven't. Uh, I can tell you. Yeah. That. So I'm like. You know, like, all right, this is weird. Like, you know, there, you know, they obviously have like a, there's like a time difference here, um, because we haven't seen the old crew uh, yet or that crew from the beginning, mm-hmm. um, again, or we haven't run into them. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I think there's been some weird uh, choices here and there, but it seems, you know, to be going down like a solid path here. I think. Yeah, Rob, you so- know, because you've. You've hit this stuff, but yeah, yeah. I've 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 watched credits, <laughs> yeah, as uh, we like to say. So I'm not going to spoil it again because I think the not knowing is what really makes it more interesting mm-hmm. to watch. But I'll tell you just some certain things. So he does show up again. Everybody, yeah. everybody you've seen shows up again. Yeah, uh, I mean David Arquette and uh, Ted Raimi. Yeah. Um. So, but that doesn't spoil anything necessarily. Um, 
there were definitely it's more of a horror game the the last half i'll tell you that it never really made me like it jump out of my seat or give me like like immersed the way like a, a resident evil game would or anything and i'll talk more about why i think that was in in a minute um but once there was a there was a like a, a jump scare but mainly the reactions that it got out of me was like oh fuck because i was playing with the intention of i'm gonna try to keep as many of these people alive as i can like that was right. my goal Same. i wasn't like i'm gonna fuck these guys over <laughs> like i was like <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna make the decisions that i think are the best decisions based on the situation that's happening and a lot of sometimes what feels like is the best decision really isn't and again i won't elaborate mm. more on that and I don't know if I if I was in situations where, listen, no matter what you pick, they're going to die. It's just the person's going to die with option right. A or, or option B. But that being said, with my goal of trying to keep everybody alive out of that main cast, I only ended up with one alive. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> out of those that group of teenagers. Um, so... And there are that's it. That's all I'm really gonna say about that. You'll see when you when you get to the end what uh-huh. I mean by that. I don't wanna elaborate any further. But as far as who walked away unscathed, only one person walked oh, away. Dang. And again oh, wow. and some of it wasn't choices, some of it's reaction time. Not oh, necessarily yeah. the oh. quick time events, but there yeah. are situations like you do get you do get a gun later in the game and you do get put in situations where you're gonna have to use that gun. And you're presented with choices with the gun. What are you going to do in this particular situation? And some things where I made the wrong choice in that situation. And sometimes where I didn't react fast enough Hmm. uh, had uh, ramifications on characters' paths. And so I liked that a lot, too. Where I was like, oh, fuck, I didn't Like, where I thought I did something (laughs) and I didn't do it. And something happened because of that. Uh, negative where somebody died. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's not just one thing. Like, there's several instances of that. And I'm trying to be as vague as possible. I don't really want to, again, take anything away from you getting into it. But it'll be interesting for Vactor. Did you pick a everybody lives or everybody dies approach for your movie watching? Everybody lives. Everybody lives. Oh, that'll be interesting. Um, So in, in Vactor's playthrough, I'm assuming it doesn't show you the old lady in between each scenes uh in between each chapters you get this like um tarot card reader old lady who yeah she's on the box and i was like who is that like there's an old lady on the box i was like oh am i gonna see this scary lady later Mm. um so in the sections where you can walk around and find clues if you go off the beaten path enough you will find tarot cards uh usually between one to three in each level and then in between each chapter, she'll say, okay, you found this card. This is what this card means. This card means this card means giving you just this could be happening. This could not. And you have a choice after she reads the cards to you. She says, okay, so you can pick a card. And if you pick a card, I will show you what that could apply to and what's going to happen further along in the game. And I did that at the beginning and I found that that was that was leading my decisions based on these little tiny things she told me could happen. Mm-hmm. And so I stopped letting her tell me what was going to happen because there was one instance in particular 
again, I won't spoil the details, but where I knew something could happen where these when these two characters interact where one of them dies in a particular way. And when I got to mm. that scenario, I was like, well, I know what's going to happen if I pick this choice because she showed me. Or at least I'm assuming when I picked a particular choice. And so I picked the opposite choice just out of stubbornness. And that, from that point on, I said, I don't want to know anything and I just would I would still try to collect all the cards just because but I wouldn't let her tell me what was going to happen did you find that at all Jeff or was that a just me thing Um, yeah probably just you Uh, (laughs) but you know I yeah the tarot card thing is interesting uh, to me I actually hate looking at that lady's face uh, if I'm being honest she looks really familiar (laughs) she looks like the lady who was like one of the teachers in Harry Potter yeah, yeah, like uh, very ghoulish looking. Um, yeah, but uh, like the Crypt Keeper's sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's. Uh, yeah, and I think you're right. I think um, it's. Uh, it, I think it leads decisions. Maybe because I would like a a randomness. I do. I do think it's cool that you know, like you know, Vector in the movie mode. You can you know, hey, all live, all die. Like there's the potential for all these people to to go whereas like the telltale games like you have like the disguise of choice like mm-hmm. often things in those games are going to play out a way they play out regardless and there's probably some of that i feel in this game but i do feel like hey like these guys can die you know like this like i can lose this character you know at, at, at a certain point um so uh yeah you know i think it's like an interesting mechanic at least um, and the last thing I'll say is after I beat the game, after I watched the credits roll, they presented me with not exactly a new game plus option, but an unlockable. Oh, okay. Uh, well, you can play the game and you can make different decisions, right? Like you can do oh. that. Uh, uh-huh. Or you can select chapters and replay the chapters or play it from top to bottom. But it did give you an option after the game's over that to you get three chances to undo somebody's death and make a different choice. If somebody does, oh, that's cool. uh, but you only get three. Yeah. So if I were going to start the game all over again, I do have this option where oh, I shouldn't have made that choice, or I didn't react fast enough and this got somebody killed, or or this choice led to somebody's death, that mm-hmm. I can rewind it and make a different choice. Yeah. Um, I don't know how soon again I'm going to play this game. Yeah. In, but, not to interrupt you, but mm-hmm. I would like that that the mechanic there. I want to talking about revisiting i think when that co-op comes out we should look at that oh yeah um, just because i'm For interested because sure. like those decisions were fast rob i think like you said some of these are quick and mm-hmm. like remember we were doing the streaming when we you know had we attempted fail. to stream this game but it didn't work <laughs> the, everybody just the so fail you know. of the stream we tried it was very quick so i'm wondering how they uh account for that in the multiplayer like do the people watching you know, have an advance, you know, option to make like a reaction happen or vote for something, or is that even happening for us? You know, like say you're playing and me and Vactor are, are spectating. Like, mm-hmm. do we even do that? Like, do we even touch those reactions or have the ability to manipulate that? Um, so that I think, yeah, it was not to interrupt you, but yeah, I think that might be the next time we play. Uh, obviously, I'm going to beat this thing because uh, it's pretty simple, but um, I think that'd be the next time to revisit it is for uh, for some online multiplayer. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the last thing I was going to add real fast to it. Or do you have any uh, closing thoughts on this factor before we move no, on? No, I, I, I like everything you guys said. 
<laughs> that's factor. Always agreeable. That's <laughs> how we like him. So I mentioned very briefly earlier that this didn't get me immersed the same way Resident Evil or any other horror game would. And that's not to the detriment of this game. It doesn't mean this game's bad or anything. I just didn't get sucked into it immersively. And I think the reason why is because of this. Ooh. Oh, wow. This fucker. So in my hands, everybody. <laughs> oh, man. I knew new. you were up to something. I knew. I could see it in your face. Steam Deck. That's right, boys. <laughs> Did the you get, party this came early. This or is, is this Macari? No, this is a Steam Deck, boys. It's not <laughs> oh, a Macari. It's a, it's a Mercari. It's a Steam <laughs> <Okay>. Deck. <laughs> Look at it. Look at it. Um, so I played this uh, outside of the stream that we failed. I played this exclusively on the Steam Deck. Oh, nice. Um, That's why you got it on Steam. Yeah. 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 I refunded it on Xbox and, and played it <laughs> on this instead. Um, nice. And you can see my play time right there, 7.8 hours. Okay. Yeah. So. This has been dropped by my toddler <laughs> once. Good stuff. Uh, accidentally. And it lives... It's not broken, so it's durable, everybody. Nice. Um, but the game isn't optimized for the uh, the Steam Deck. In, in oh. the, the Steam Store on here, it'll have like a whole section of what games one have been tested by Valve and will run, uh, what games run, but maybe the text is too small or uh, the controller inputs might be a little weird if you're not used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then games that just aren't tested altogether. And then this one was a not-tested game. Uh, but I downloaded it anyways, just out of curiosity. And I had to, to get it running smoothly on the, the Steam Deck, I had to turn down the frame rate. It w- it wanted to run natively at 60, but I had to turn it down to 30. Oh, and man. I also had to, um, let's see here. I also were there any parts to... that were not playable at all? Or no, the whole to... game worked. Okay. The whole, nice. the whole thing was fine. It just was a little stuttery to yeah. start. Um, but once I made some adjustments in the uh, the control panel, it was fine. And for a game like this, it's a, it's a graphically heavy game. It la- The Steam Deck lasted about an hour and a half okay. yeah. for any given session. But you just plug it in and play it. Um, yeah, yeah. I also tried Journey a little bit on it. And it's Dang, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, but yeah. I wanted to give it... I wanted to put it through its paces, so I decided to play the quarry on this. So more news and reviews to come from the Steam Deck, everybody, uh, yeah. as we go. Uh, but I did want to Drop that bombshell. Fucking Just to get got your reaction. <laughs> Man, fucking got one. I, you Don't know, worry, Jeff. Me and Vector were like, I wonder why Rob's playing Journey. What the fuck is wrong with this guy playing this game? <laughs> of course well, he was up to something. I feel like this is going to be more more for like hum, Humble Bundle indie type stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe like I'll play Last of Us on it or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever the, the next big... Uh, triple a multi-platform game is but i feel like this will be really great for like um a, a, a short hike like i was talking about last week or um you mm-hmm. know hollow knight ori things like that yes rogue so, legacy 100 percent to right, rogue right. legacy and stuff so i haven't gotten yes. much time into it um but i really was more so trying to like okay this is a big game i want to see how it plays a big game mm. um, and does it feel it solid 
by the way? Yes, it's like, really it... not as heavy as I thought it was going to be. It's heavier okay. than the Switch, though. No no creaking going on when you kind of, you know, manipulate uh, it? No weird plastic Outside sounds. of, can you hear this? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. That's because my toddler dropped it, but other than that, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's going fine, but, Been you solid. know. Cool. Uh, we'll see if I get my second one. <laughs> if yeah, I get a right. second one when my thing is in. <laughs> and we'll have a raffle between you and Vector who wants yeah, this one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, figure out who gets that purchase. Yeah. You know, who loves me the most? <laughs> you know? Uh, but uh, I'm enjoying the Steam Deck so far. So, so far, the Steam Deck gets a thumbs up from me, everybody. Nice. And nice. you know what else gets a thumbs up? This podcast from you, the listeners, because you've enjoyed it so much. You're going to go ahead and leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Or Spotify, or whatever, because well, you're do- you feel like doing a kindness, and you're a nice person listening to this. You, Brian, <laughs> yeah, you. So thank you, <laughs> thank you. I'm just assuming there's somebody named Brian listening to this right now. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. We appreciate it. So this is the end of this episode of the Sandbox Gamers podcast. But don't leave, don't turn it off yet, because I have some stuff to tell you. This is important. The Sandbox Gamers Podcast is part of the Geek So To Speak Podcast Network. You heard it at the top of the podcast, me and Shaf introducing it. But the Geek So To Speak Podcast Network has all sorts of stuff for you. It has the Wheel of Comics podcast, your weekly comic book information interview podcast hosted by our very own Vactor and his peanut gallery of friends, Hunter Camp, Marcus Seabury, and several other people. Maybe myself, maybe Jeff W., maybe Shaf, who knows? who will show up on that. But if you want to know everything there is to know about comics and new comics and what's good and what's not good, that's the podcast you should be listening to. We also have Treknological, which is our weekly Star Trek review podcast, reviewing the latest series of Star Trek. What's that called, Doctor? Strange New Worlds. I'm going to remember it one of these weeks, (laughs) you guys. But Strange New Worlds is uh, getting a weekly review. And there's also the Geek So To Speak podcast, which we mentioned briefly earlier in the show, uh, which is our flagship podcast, 200 episodes. We're on a summer break right now, though, so don't go looking for new episodes of that, but feel free to, to check out the backlog because there's all sorts of good stuff on that podcast. That's your source for all things geek, movies, TV shows, comic books, trailers, video games, and everything else. You can go to geeksotospeak.com forward slash network to find all the links or just check the show notes on this very podcast and you'll find all that stuff. If you want to follow this particular podcast on Instagram, you can find us on Twitter, or excuse me, find us on Instagram at The Sandbox Gamers or on Twitter at Sandbox Gamer Pod. Linktree forward slash The Sandbox Gamers for all the links. Again, in the show notes. We're going to be back at you next week. We're going to be talking about uh, Shredder's Revenge, I believe, next week. And whatever else we happen to play. So thanks for joining. GG, everybody. GG. GG's. Don't poop in the sandbox.